This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We have an exciting show today. Maybe exciting is the wrong word. Maybe spooky is better on this Halloween Tuesday here at the Star in Frisco. Of course, last night, the big news not dropping until late in the evening. Ezekiel Elliott, for the second time this month and third time this season, his sixth game NFL suspension is currently in effect. More to come from that in the next 24 hours from when that decision was made. But let's get going here today. How's everyone doing? Very spooky today. Happy Halloween. Like yes. Like pumpkin we have as our decor here. How about that? Is there treats inside? Just oh. your presents. I didn't I didn't look, Mickey. You, you, didn't look take, for you? you didn't take the hat off? Didn't take the hat off. Okay. I, just kinda, I just thought it was kind of a decorative thing. Well, let's find out. Yep, okay, here we out. go. Tommy John Underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John. Papa John. Nice. Candy. No. It's all Mickey in his tracksuit. Coming down the hall, I could have. I thought for a second you were Marinelli. I thought you were dressing up as Rod oh, Marinelli man. today. I, you guys told me to dress up. You had the hat that looked like it had been worn since 2014. So I dressed down. You look great. That was a brand new hat from the golf tournament. What are you talking about? <laughs> beautiful. 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 What's not beautiful here, of course, <laughs> is that Ezekiel Elliott will not be on the Dallas Cowboys for the next week, six weeks as it stands now. Now, explain to me. Lawyer Rob, will let you start here. What he can do in the next 24 hours from the decision being made? He can file an appeal with the Second Circuit. He can... Yes, there is another court. There's, <laughs> there's another circuit. They're all over the place. Broadus and uh, Dave and I went down the list on Wikipedia last night while we were waiting for this ruling. I guessed um, on the fir- First Circuit where it was. He can accept the suspension or... Is there anything left in the Fifth Circuit that can be done? Can they have that hearing? Or they can that... ask for a refile since the yeah. two-week uh, on bank ability oh, ran well. out, so they can they can go back there if they wanted to. Uh, gosh, so somehow they can just get to the Supreme Court. <laughs> but I'll be well, honest. I, I mean, you don't think it's they don't, they don't want to deal with this, do they? Nah. Every avenue at this point. That's why this was such a critical ruling, Tay, because I I don't see based on what everybody's reporting much options for him in in a positive light. This looks like it's something he's going to have to face because the the ruling made by Judge Catherine last night, Falia, Falia? Falia, it's F A I L L A. Was Falia. Was so firmly in the league's favor. It was such a She left no doubt. It, point it, by point by point as I, a matter of fact. I saw once somebody tweet, you know, it was a blowout win for the NFL last night. So, for any future appeal that's got to that's got to be taken and, into account. And I get that, Rob. I get what you're saying. Now, I get what the NFL is is arguing is that Ezekiel it needs to face this for the domestic violence charges that were No, what there. they're arguing that they charged him what, with. What they're they arguing him. is we don't want to have to go to court to face a lawsuit right. and we have the right because of what you agreed to in article the collective 46. bargaining agreement in article 46 that the commissioner has been empowered to make all these decisions, and this judge decided that she was not messing with arbitration agreements in a CBA, mm-hmm. and which yep. means 
She didn't care about the truth. Nope. She didn't care about the inherent unfairness of the arbitration. Nope. She's saying, you guys agreed to let the commissioner do what he wanted to, and I'm not getting in the way of that. That's the best way I can put it in common English. She's no, never going to win. After reading 24 pages here. Impressive. And by the way, guys, this is what took so long. Yeah. After she said she had a decision, she was going home. Oh, to she write. added it. She 24 added. pages yeah. right here. Yeah, well, what I'm saying, though, is you call it a blowout win, and I get it. Mickey did a great job of explaining all that. But really, I believe the NFL is losing here. You're losing their credibility in the decision-making process. And then, okay, you want to talk about marketable players? Ezekiel Elliott, no doubt, Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott are the two most marketable players currently in the NFL. Even over Deshaun Watson, I believe, over Kareem Hunt right now, Leonard Fournette, I believe that those two are leading in marketability. Okay, if Ezekiel Elliott misses six games, what are his odds really to make it to the Pro Bowl? So why do you uh, don't, think? Don't worry about that. So why what do you I'm think, saying is, no, I, I when why they go to the Pro Bowl, they, they have. I, I, Tay, that's, no, that's the why right. Tay, that, they that did this. That does go into Tay's point. No, I'm asking. The irreparable harm point. to an all-pro running back who's going to lose money, endorsement opportunities potentially. They can care less. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hang on. That, me, no, th- I'm saying that feeds into the union's argument all along is that yeah. this is irreparable harm to a player. Let, me read, saying, Mickey, let me read you what she said about that. Future economic injuries such as lost profits are compensable through monetary awards, and any individual honors Elliott might attain absent suspension depend on countless variables, such as the Cowboys' overall offensive performance, his opponent's defensive performance, and Elliott's health. That together rendered this alleged harm far too speculative to justify injunctive release. As for damages to Elliott's reputation, cases in this circuit require a more concrete economic impact than mere negative publicity to constitute irreparable harm. Mm -hmm. So what she's basically saying, in her mind, there's no irreparable harm being caused to society and that anything that we just brought up yep. is speculative. Now, Absolutely. she may not understand some of the intricacies of the NFL and what harm would be, but that's how she qualified her decision. So I'm going to go back and ask you a question because I think it's, it's the heart of this matter. Why do you think the NFL did what it did to the person you just pointed out? To make a statement. Very, very true. And, and I think statement. they were trying to make a stand – publicly that we are against domestic everybody's against domestic violence yeah no one here but at some point that. at some point you, you you have to have some sort of equity equality in your punishment and that was one of the things jerry talked about this morning on the fan and, and he was sort of comparing this to what happened with ray rice mm-hmm. what happened with uh the kicker josh brown josh brown and and if if kent's got it already why don't we just listen to that cut, that first cut from Jerry, kind of explaining why he thinks this came down the way it did. Uh, I'm I am very troubled uh, by the swings that we've we've had. Uh, that uh, this this very thing the judge in this case uh, ratified for the commissioner, but his swing of judgment has been unbelievable from the Ray Rice thing all the way up to to uh, 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 one or two games all the way up to uh, six-game suspension when you've truly got a debate. 
even this judge said reasonable. It shows that very reasonable people could uh, possibly come down on both sides of this. Well, in our law, our legal system, uh, it has to be stronger than that for someone to have done it. And and Judge Catherine did point out exactly what Jerry said, that reasonable people can come down on either side of guilt or innocence here. But that didn't matter. They were ruling on the process more so than guilt or if it was fair. All I mean, it was like a sweeping. It was like she could have heard all this and probably made the decision before they had a two-hour hearing. Two hours. But yeah. look, Brady's the precedent. And that's and we, what they and kept we, going and back to. And we talked about this in Oxnard on our set over and over again in training camp when the suspension first came down, that if this thing gets to the New York and goes into the NFL's backyard, the NFL's probably going to win because they're pro-business, pro-corporation. They're going to win because of Article 46. Exactly right. That's why, why they you, won. That, why that, was, their, the that one, was their hammer. But why did the one judge say, hey, you know what? If you think all we're worried about is the Brady case, you're wrong. And now she interpreted she it went a against, different way. She went against three judges. Right. Yeah, and her, that's, her ruling yeah. was against three. That's, and that's that's our court system right there for you. That's what surprised some legal people yeah. in this matter because she went there against was, three. She stood on her own two feet and went yeah. against and, and it, it, it goes all the way back. He was never gonna win this case because of Article forty six. Never. That's the bottom line. He never was going to win because the ultimate power that the players and the and the owners negotiated for, the collective bargaining agreement that they have, gives the commissioner power. He has the power. You know, Jerry could talk about the inconsistencies with the the suspensions because they don't have a handle on this. They don't. They do not have a handle. There's on no. Him. There's no baseline. And that's and that's where and that's where Jerry should step forward and say now with this commissioner, okay, let's talk about what we're doing. To handle these things. Now there should be the debate and the argument about, okay, why are we doing it this way? You know, this opens up that avenue. Yeah. I think but they were never going to win this case. Well, That's why a while, a long time ago, I said that, and again, it, it was, you know, he, he, was, he was pointed at as a domestic violence abuser by the league, not by the court of Ohio or the United States court or any court, you know. But that's Article 46 is going to punish him. That's what it is. But you had to take the chance that you would find a judge that would stand on its own two feet. They went four judges. I know. This. I know. And, and, and three, of, three them agree, of them said, yeah. Three of them agree with you. There's and the, something wrong with it. And the final one said no. Well, they might not be done yet. But, yeah. But, but you know what? You know where the Brady no. rule was, was, was come up with? Or the court? It was in the one that they would appeal to, the Second Circuit Court. Yeah. So chances of them saying, you know, I think we were wrong on Brady. No. And I don't think it's that's going to happen. Especially those 24 pages that they read no. just how she, adamant she, she was about she her ruling. She damn well knew what was going about to happen. Sure. She knew. That's why she didn't, she didn't give you a, a three-page, hey, let's, this is it, and I'm going home bit. She, she spelled this thing out pretty strongly about if anybody wants to, to question her, she questioned three other judges. She questioned the validity of three other judges here. And so, you know, she stood on her own two feet here. But as long as Article 46 is collectively bargained, the Players Association is not going to win any of these. See, I don't think she stood on her own two feet. She stood on a previous ruling. She stood on a precedent. But she, a precedent. Okay, right? there, there you go. But, yeah. she, but she came out and said, this is why I believe. And she went point by point by point is why she – and hey. But, yeah, she did, Mickey, because he just pointed out three judges – 
in yeah, two other it, states. But it was that, one here in, in Texas. Texas. There was one in the 2-1 ruling against him there. And then in basically her se- senior judge on that court in, in New York that gave him the temporary order so she could hear it. Right. Now, what if he would have heard the case? Would he have had the nerve to say, you know what, that circuit court, because you know what she's worried about. If she made the rule in favor of, of Zeke, that her, that the, her, the, the NFL is going to the Second Circuit Court. Yeah. And then she would take the chance of somebody overruling her. See, the thing about it is she gave an opinion on a case that or the, her opinion was actually different than her boss, if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. The guy who filled, yeah, the yeah. who filled in for her, he, she, she didn't she didn't line up with him. She went on her own. I, I just this to me is it's one of those things where you look back in, in August when we were talking about it, and I understand him wanting to clear his name, but as I've said this a thousand times, he's only having to clear his name of the NFL, not the court of the United States. You're right about charged. He was not right. charged with anything. Jordan Lewis was charged with something, and he went and cleared his name. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's name is clear, and that's and that's the, and that's the big that's the. I mean, if he wants it clear, it's not clear because the NFL is going to charge you any or going to or going to point at you anyway. So here are the three things she said the NFL failed to establish a question on merit. One NFL or Zeke, the NFLPA. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, the fundamental fairness standard should not apply to judicial review of arbitral awards under the labor whatever right. agreement. Uh, second, let me get to it because she went on and on about that. Uh, the second, She's the NFLPA fails to establish that the arbitrator's decision was fundamentally unfair, <laughs> which means – the CBA thus provides no express authority for an arbitrator to compel anyone, much less a non-NFL employee, to testify. And given Thompson's alleged abuse, coupled with the pre-existing evidentiary record containing Thompson's statement and reports casting doubts on her credibility, the arbitrator could reasonably interpret the CBA to decline to compel testimony that would be emotionally difficult and likely to be duplicative. Mm. So what she's saying is they don't have to, because of what you agreed, yeah. you don't have to go that route. You don't. Next, the NFLPA fails to establish a balance of harm that tips decidedly in its favor. So basically she's saying – the, the harm to him, and she explained it later with what I, what I read to you. And the last thing, the NFLPA fails to establish other factors warranting injunctive relief. So basically, she just threw up a big stop sign. Yep. Now, Jerry, on the other hand, you know, he, he's looking at, was it fair? And are, is the league, he's still on, is the league punishing somebody our court system mm-hmm. hasn't punished? That's uh, right. And yeah. that's here I am. Yeah, here I am. And and here and here, cut to Kent. This is what he had to say about that. But I will tell you, with the knowledge I have, uh, this is uh, the circumstances aren't treating him fair. Two years ago, uh, this wouldn't be an issue. Uh, before Ray mm. Rice in the league, this wouldn't been an issue. So basically, what he's saying, and, and he went on and on about how businesses, institutions usually underreact to something 
and then they overreact to the what correct. they underdirect right. to to come in with the correctness, and then eventually they get back into the middle. He called Zeke a victim of overreaction. Right. Well, I have a strong point that I was discussing with Brian to make after this first break, I think, because we have so much stuff. This is a good break point for us to have our first break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. You guys can call us still. The number is 214-872-2102. We will be right back with more news on Ezekiel Elliott. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said buy a samsung galaxy s8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on at&t next and have direct tv visit your local at&t store today buy each for 750 dollars on installment agreement with eligible service new line is free up to 750 dollars in credits over 30 months credits start in two to three bills if service canceled vice balance due taxes fees and restrictions apply limited time offers see store for details star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players alumni and cheerleaders that's not all though you'll get to talk x's and o's with senior director of player personnel will mcclay and of course with yours truly me brian broadis you can trust the official fan travel partner of the dallas cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you this is talking cowboys tommy john the softest most supportive underwear out there they're feature packed and feel amazing and if you disagree they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or their free guarantee plus shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20 percent off your first order tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys very nice Oh, thanks, Mick. That's all we got today because we're just so serious. Not going to even make fun on of on a it Halloween today. Tuesday as we're getting to talk about Ezekiel. Trick or treat. Trick. It's a big trick. <laughs> a lot of trick. A lot of trickery. <laughs> a lot of the savagery, wizardry. Ah. So many different things here happening, but it's not a scarecrow because as it stands right now, Ezekiel will miss the next six games due to a suspension handed to him by the NFL. Now. Two different times he's had TROs to push it back a little bit. But now we're here and we're going to see what happens next. But, guys, the point that I was making with the Ray Rice thing. The Ray Rice issue was the first issue that I think was really handled and put on the NFL to be accountable for through social media. Okay, You guys know how I feel about social media. Heck, it's my job. Right. But I think that sometimes we put so much weight and stock into what people are saying on social media to listening to the voices of the fans, of the consumers, that we make decisions influenced by that. 
And I think with the NFL currently doing their decisions so loosely based and being their own judicial system, that that's affecting them. Because as you said, Mickey, you brought it up, they're making a statement with Ezekiel Elliott. No doubt. And that statement is no further proven than when last night with this Ezekiel Elliott news comes out that during Monday night football, Ezekiel Elliott is immediately the number one trending topic on social media. They know what they're doing. And so in my point to this is saying, okay, Ray Rice handled that way. The backlash that the NFL was able to kind of alleviate a little bit with different cases, maybe the Josh Brown one, but he's not as well known as Ray Rice. Greg Hardy was another incident. I mean, Everyone knew what was happening with Greg Hardy here on the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. But until his photos were leaked on Deadspin's Twitter account, did you really see people just up in arms about it? Maybe I'm, you know, mistaken here, but I was working for the Dallas Cowboys at that time and yeah. seeing the response on social media. So what I'm saying is that the NFL needs to figure out how they can balance social influence and their own personal decisions. Well, they're not. They're not. They, they are it. absolutely not. Did I say this in the break about over over? Uh, you said this prior to the penalizing. Yeah, this did, was. Did before. I say it in the break? This or is in before? the first segment. Before, yeah, the, the overcorrecting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't why don't you get that last cut and then let's go on. Yeah, let's go to the third cut, Ken. They've they've swung from uh, where this two years ago about the same about the same collective bargaining agreement. Uh, in my mind, and he would be playing by the same collective bargaining agreement and the same commissioner. Now he goes to whether he's got the extreme penalty of six. Now there's a bigger penalty. You can be suspended. But still, this is the max. And uh, uh, this is uh, uh, just uh, uh, to be, should be criticized. Uh, anybody that has really looked at the facts of this case has really looked at it, knows there was divisive and difference of opinion within the league itself. So, and Tay referred to it, Jerry referred to it, Ray Rice, 2014, suspended two games for personal conduct violation, policy, whatever. Then the video comes out in TMZ of the elevator with his eventual wife, and he gets an indefinite suspension, gets cut by the Ravens, never played again. Right. So, Again, two games, and now Zeke gets six, and it's the NFL drawing a line in the sand and saying, we've got to take a hard line on this. And sure, public persona is a big, a big part of it. They, they don't want to look like they're leaning on this type of alleged behavior, but they, they suspended a guy that has not been charged for anything. And so was he, was he the right example to be made of? And, and that's, that's Jerry's argument. That's the NFLPA's argument in the court of – the legal justice system in in our country, he's done nothing wrong. So how do you how do you justify this? Well, it's, Ray it's Rice a really was, tricky situation. Ray Rice was in the same boat, right? Did he just get probate? Or he didn't even get charged, did no. he? No. Josh Brown didn't get charged. No. So if you're a player, are you worried about yourself in this league? You absolutely should be, because should be. not not only because of the the what they can do to your career, but the health, your own health, you know, player safety. Wait, so Ray Rice didn't get charged, but there was footage. That's of fine, but, but but when he didn't get charged, Rob, he only got two games. Yeah. Right, I just said that. So, but that's what yeah. I was pointing out. So yeah. why is this six? Exactly. That's, Overcorrection. Over that, Overcorrection. That's exactly what and it I, is. And I'll tell you this, it might be, and let's, let's just throw it out there at two, 
they might be sending a message to Ezekiel Elliott about prior things that we've heard from Then him. say it. But, uh, that, no, but, I, that, I, but that wasn't absolutely. in their final report. That's I, I, what I'm did, saying. You know, I it, wasn't, Ryan... it wasn't his. It, it wasn't in their final report, but I guarantee you someone is trying to send a message to him about you're not – I'm not I, I'm pointing Generally at you. speaking. Yeah, I'm just saying – you are one of the players that sells jerseys. You are one of the faces of you are you know all these things, and they're trying to send him a message like we're not going to tolerate. Even though you are a star of the NFL. Exactly, it's in the back of their mind. There's no doubt. They didn't say we're, it. We're all human. We're all human. We make decisions every day based on things that ha- information that we get. Oh yeah. You so know, I it, wonder it, where the where outside of here, and and I think we're being objective about this even if it was a different player not player on this team but what do you think the general public's opinion is of this that they do i honestly yeah they're tired of hearing about it and that that guy just needs to take his suspension and go who cares so he deserves it yeah i don't know if it's deserved if you took the i'm a eagle fan and yeah i don't i don't want to have to play him i mean just general public do they think that they probably Ooh, believe the NFL is overstepping its bounds, or good, he's they, getting punished. I think it's probably I think, good. I think it's good he's getting punished because yeah. the league. But I, I'm just, and we're talking about people. We're not talking about just yeah. Uh, I'm, and just people, people that probably don't even know the facts. People, of the case. people that yeah. If, if that's the case, you shouldn't say that the guy should get punished if you don't know the facts of the case. But I, I will say this: I think the general public will think that you know what something happened there. Something happened. But see, Brian, that's where I respectfully disagree with you on. He should, he needs to try to clear his name and do everything he can because that, what you just said, that's smoke. No, no. That, but, that's coming that, from the NFL. Yeah, that, that in the court, right. In the court of public opinion, you're oh, right. he's probably guilty. He's got to live with that the rest of his life. Yeah, but you know what? We can't change the way people think about us. We really can't. And I know that's a serious, serious crime to be a domestic violence person. But again, look at the league. He could, he could say, he could use Mickey's argument like I've talked about, though. Okay, prove I am. Prove I'm a domestic violence abuser. Prove it. Yeah. I mean, it's the NFL. We just talked about Ray Rice. We just talked about Josh Brown. You know, prove it. They've botched every single thing, that every single domestic violence case they've botched. So if you're, that, that's how you create doubt. Oh, the commissioner's charging me with domestic violence? Really? Yeah. What have they done? Have they have they done one of these cases right? Have they have they had one of these investigations been right? I'm just saying the general public probably thinks something's wrong. Right. Something, you know, they're probably thinking casual that. fans, people casual that just fans. see his name in the news. Sure. Yeah. Sure there. We're all we're I'll tell you where we're sick of the NFL. And and and, and I'm not going to take credit for this. Somebody else smarter than me said this. It's 6 days of fires during the week. And then all of a sudden, the fire hydrant comes out, and we have games. And it kind of takes us away from the six days of fire. You know? It's yeah. what this league's become. Yeah. Instead of being excited about Monday night and Thursday nights and Sunday, and Sunday nights and Sundays, we're, we're thinking about the we're, – we're spending 30 minutes talking about a court case. Yeah. You know, that, that, that as we look back on it now – No doubt. He wasn't going to win. He wasn't going to win. He had to try. I get it. But he wasn't going to win because of Article 46. Have you ever heard people say the thing like, oh, these athletes make so much money. Oh, these athletes do this. They only do it for three years. But what I'm saying. The life expectancy of it. They should make as much money as they can. Absolutely. They should make as much as you can. What I'm saying is I think, you know, Mickey brought up a good point. The public perception out of here is like these guys are brats. 
these guys are entitled. I, I truly believe this because I've heard people say this. I've mm. I've witnessed this. You know, people who are outside the sports industry in other industries or maybe they're even casual sports fans. When you look at these NFL players and probably the NFL about players, athletes in general. Well, athletes in general, but NFL yeah. players seem to be the ones that are just most commonly in the spotlight just because there's so many of them. There's still a lot more players, though, too. Yeah. You're going to have more problems that way as well. Exactly. And so what I'm saying is that – 15, 25, 25, and 53 plus 10. You know, we're seeing the same thing in the entertainment industry right now. There you go. That's – Producers and things like that. Serious outcry there. People down who – and I'm not saying you shouldn't take people down if there's wrongdoing that is is there and present. Absolutely, people need to be held accountable for decisions and – behavior but what i'm saying is that you know it is appealing to discuss the anthem it is appealing to discuss ezekiel elliott appealing to discuss odell beckham jr's behavior it's so exciting to discuss tom brady and the deflate gate you know these things are more exciting and easier for people to digest it's drama it's It's, controversy yeah Yeah, that's our society though today i'll tell you what though the commissioner, though, is about to be in a fight with the owner on this football team and his contract being up. Yeah. The, 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 now, now it's going to be about okay, what are we? Let's let's think about you know, let's think about what we're doing here. And that the gentleman that owns this team is a very very powerful guy, and I, and Roger Goodell has pushed his chips in the middle of the table to try and, and, and appease sponsors, I believe. You know, hey, we're trying to do things with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. We're trying. And, and, you know, rightfully so, you should. But he's trying to appease those people. But he's about to be in a fight for his job. And you know what? And this owner will not back down. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he cares. He doesn't. What he says. Not. Worried about somebody's going to leak it yeah. to the media. Nope. The way it happened to McNair, McNair. in Houston, yep. who was trying to use an analogy and the whole thing. He messed it up. He messed it up. He yeah. got misconstrued, and people these days probably have never heard that saying before. The asylum which would have been the right word. Old guys like us should probably stay away from those That's old true. analogies of 30 years ago or yes. 40 years ago that were common practice uh, because we've become an overly sensitive society. And uh, it's it's leading it's it, and it's not a good thing, by the way. But anyway, Jerry doesn't care. Leak no. what he says. Yeah, he probably prefers you yeah. let him know what he told yeah. the rest of the league. Yeah. So yeah, I I think you're right. He's not Jerry Jones has has fought a lot of battles in his mm-hmm. day, and and you know he's he's playing the back nine. You know he's going to keep fighting and keep fighting and and do what he has to do and. You know, Run against the NFL. Yeah, he, he 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 sees he sees where this is at. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, but he he does not appreciate what this commissioner has done to him. Yeah. Well, let's go to the phone line. Let's hear from you guys. Doug in Springfield is on the phone. What is your question? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I know that they keep referring to the Brady as a precedent-setting case uh, with Zeke here. Right. And he was less than honest. He destroyed. Uh, cell phones, he had people lie for yes. him, where Zeke's been forthright, as far as we can tell in the public, he's been willing uh, to be a witness, and so on and so forth, and so that's where I see some disparity. Uh, Brady was less than honest, and, and he cheated Where the game, where Zeke is, it's a he said, she said, and, and you know, I, I hate to hear him keep referring to the Brady case. 
Well, well, the what the the Brady reference is is basically a legal procedure to protect whatever law there is about collective bargaining right to work yeah. and, and arbitration yeah. cases yeah. among employees and employers. Right. So that has set the precedence that we are not going to touch right. arbitration. Right. It's it's in the collective bargaining agreement. You agreed to it. And she even said, you know, don't come run into courts if you feel it's unjust. Yeah. Go negotiate that's with with your league. That's what this country was built on. Mm-hmm. It was built on the ability to say poor working conditions. People stand up, management say, wait a minute, what do you mean? You know, then you come to an agreement. That's that's what there's no judge worth its his or her salt that will ever attack that. Because because of what it, it's what our country's based on. I mean, the right rare, to negotiate and the right to yeah. Because back in the day, yeah, the employees they didn't were, have that. They, they, they were the kings. Yeah, right. right. But you, but you had other judges step in and say, wait a second, I, I get all that, but the arbitration process and the way they went about determining that Harold Henderson and the who was not interviewed and all that type of stuff was the accuser interviewed, not interviewed. Fundamental fairness did come up from other judges. Nope. So can't there be a balance between the two? Evidently not. If you're gonna, not in this court. If, if you're going to take the easy way out. Yeah. She took the easy way out, by yeah. the way. Yep. You know, hey, you've got a dictator. You've got to listen to him. Yep. Whatever he decides, you know, the, the, she doesn't care. The Players Association stood before her yesterday arguing a case of something that they actually agreed with with the owners. That, that's, that, she had to have a problem with that. Wait, you're arguing before me, but you negotiated this agreement. I just don't know why you can't differentiate and say, well, okay, fine, we, it's collectively bargained, but there are clearly flaws in the process. Or do you have to wait until there's a new CBA? That's what it's going to have to be. I mean, it's going to have to be yeah. collectively this, bargained again. This is going to be – even the guy who's the president, Eric Winston, the president of the Players Association, he came out and said, this is not going to be my problem. Yeah, this could be somebody else's problem. You're gonna hand off. Yeah, because we're still four years away. Yeah, right? because this is somebody else is gonna have to deal with this. So yeah, and and you're gonna have a whole new group of owners too, probably step up, and have to do things like that. You know, negotiate this thing. But I'll tell you what, it's uh, yeah, no judge worth of salt or her salt is gonna ever go against something that's collectively agreed upon. And I'll guarantee you, there are six owners out there that aren't gonna argue with this decision. They're not going to worry about their own good yep. you know, or the league's good. They're going to worry about their own good, yep. and it should be the other way around. Keep our house from burning. That was, that was the, the foundation of Tech Schramm's ownership of the Cowboys. What was good for the league is good for the Cowboys. He didn't worry about first what was good for the Cowboys, but I'll guarantee you these next, next six owners, they're not going to put their hand up in the air and go, you know, I, I disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But someday, someday – because they got a glass house, this yeah. is going to affect them. The glass house. Your, your social media will, oh. make, will make things totally different the next time. In our entire society. Absolutely. Our entire society. Now, the Cowboys are working out a defensive end today. Of course, I always forget how to pronounce it. Oh, diggy zua. Oh, diggy, oh, diggy zua. Oh, wah. Oh, diggy zua. Yeah. The defensive end who was released by the Giants in August is working out here. It's a free agent. You know, yeah. you're not dealing with any trade deadline, even though that is 4 p.m. today. And I know you guys Three on o'clock. Twitter have some different 4 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern. Yeah. yeah. 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central time. Thanks, Mick. So, hey, I know you guys on Twitter have some exciting ideas for huh. trade deadline. 
but uh, don't know if that's really going to happen. Well, you know, they, they, they worked him out and he was, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, we, we talked about him a bunch on the draft show from UCLA, really kind of an underachiever. You know, there were some flashes at UCLA, you know, that he was, he was talked about potentially a first round guy with the third round with the giants suspended the first four games this year for PEDs was a guy you kind of like, Oh, I could get it now. Never really played strong was like a rush end. Uh, could be an outside linebacker. I, I don't know. You know, it, it seemed like to me, Mickey, that uh, maybe not being in great shape or anything like that, kind of getting one of those. Do you yeah, know, we'll the guy see. That can help. We'll right? see. We'll see how they judge that workout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if he hadn't been working yeah. since it, August. Right. See, I think there's a difference between. David Irving knowing in four weeks I'm going to play. Right. Yeah. And this guy not knowing. Not knowing, thinking maybe I should do something else with my life. And for nobody it. else works as hard yeah. when you don't have that carrot sitting over your head. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think, Tay, this is one that they were kicking the tires on. And like Mickey said, maybe later on today we'll hear, but I, I just didn't have a great feeling. I know Mickey didn't have I a I wonder great. if they think he's an inside guy more so than a defensive end. He's kind of big. Yeah, well, that, I think it's thick. I, I think it's big from being on the couch. Yeah, I, mean, I think his playing weight was more than like two sixty, right? Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was a linear guy, is what he was at coming out of UCLA. He, well, when I saw him, yeah. he looked well, about two eighty. Maybe that tells like you something. No skinny butt there. Uh, he didn't look like Benson Mayoa. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no skinny butt there. No skinny All right, butt there. and we'll it wasn't the same 280 as as Taco either. Yeah. Not the same. That lean. Right muscle. now he's too fat. Yeah. <laughs> I fat. didn't say that, Bill. Gosh, Bill, put Darn it in your mouth. All right, well, we'll take our final break here in the SWBC Market Studio. We'll be right back for our third segment, Rob's Twitter poll that we hinted at yesterday. We'll get the answers to that after this break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having thanksgiving without the cowboys basically we wouldn't recommend it so next time you have a tailgate home gate or whatever else kind of gate grab some ice cold dr pepper for you and your friends to enjoy it's a dallas cowboys tradition dr pepper the one you crave it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters you search how to build savings you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. 
Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, if we're talking Cowboys, no matter what we're talking about, we're talking, we're talking Papa. Papa John's Pizza. Woo! And we know why it tastes so great. The ingredients like the veggies, never, ever frozen in the pepperoni, always 110% pork and beef. Whoa! And when ingredients like that, you have better pizza and it's Papa John's. That is right. What? What were you going to say? No, go get baseball again on tonight. That probably lasts about seven hours. Go get you a couple pan pizzas. You guys. Enjoy it. Yeah. Alex Bregman, just New Mexico's finest. The pride. LSU. 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 Who are you? No, he's from New Mexico. (laughs) If you go to his uh, Twitter page, you know, we've talked a lot about social media. New Mexico flag straight right there. Oh, really? On the background? Yeah. Good for him. Heck yeah. Good for him. Huge fan right there. So. Yeah, so Rob, your Twitter poll, we got the answers to it, didn't we? We did. We did. We had this discussion in the segment, last segment, last show. Who is more indispensable to the Cowboys' offense? Mm. Zeke, Dak, and I left you a cop-out answer, Mickey. Don't make me choose. Taco. (laughs) Kids vote, number 97. Sean Lee. (laughs) Prevents him from having to score a lot of points. Yeah. Dan Bailey. Oh, wait. That's not a bad one, though, Mickey. You're making a joke about that. That's not a bad thought. Did did you guys vote? I I voted. I voted. Who'd you vote for? Dak, the one. Mm. I voted yesterday for Dak. Okay. When you asked. I voted for Zeke. Did you? Yeah. All right. 36% say Dak. 29% 29% say Zeke. Ooh, even. And 35% took the easy way so out. You, they you, didn't care. Would you be comfortable seeing a game with Cooper Rush and Ezekiel Elliott going yeah. against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend? I'll tell you what, Cooper Rush could take the snap and hand it to that guy and let, let's go. But is that guy going to run? Yeah. Hey, that, what happens on a, you know, oh, no, Cooper Rush, pass hey, Cooper Rush would be fine. Alex Smith has just been passing, chunking it over to Tyreek Hill all hey, day. Cooper just, Rush. I'd rather see Darren McFadden than Cooper Rush at this point. Oh, okay. What about Rod Smith uh, or. Alfred Morris. Do what now? Rod Smith, Alfred Morris. You like what that about combination? about Carlos Hyde, DeMarco Murray? No, I said that backwards. I'd rather see Darren McFadden than Cooper Rush. Yeah. That's what I'm Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd rather see know. Dak handing off to uh, Darren McFadden. Than if, if, if they throw the ball 40 times this game, are they going to lose? I don't, I don't think they're going to have to. How and, many I'm not, and I'm not blaming. I'm not, blaming, many, I'm not blaming Dak for – I'm just saying, though – we know the recipe for him is is twenty of twenty six yeah. for two hundred forty. What was yards. the score last night? I forgot. Uh, I would, it was twenty nine. to three at one time. Yeah, I, but it wasn't it end that way. It was I'll like twenty nine twenty. I was watching the tape of it. I didn't. It was where is twenty nine nineteen? Wasn't it? nineteen because yeah. they went for two? You're right, Ken. Yeah. So what's your point? My point is, <laughs> as bad as Simeon was, they basically scored twenty points, mm-hmm. and he was bad. Yeah. By the way, yeah, no, no, the that prob- interception he threw. I don't think the problem, and I haven't got the Kansas City's defense, but I don't think their problems are if they have problems are on on offense. I think the problems are on their defense. Their run defense is near the bottom of the league. They the are, way. yeah, they give up a ton of first downs. I think they're last in the okay. league. In first downs allowed. And I understand way. their offense is good. Yeah, they kicked five field goals. No, it was it was it was seventeen. They kicked they kicked. I thought they two. said I five. 
I, I, I didn't the second half. I'm not trying to think of what all, how that all there, played out. I fell asleep. Did they only score two touchdowns, and one of them was an interception return or fumble return for a touchdown? Well, Mick, you're yes. not always going to score 40, you know? I mean, no, no, I'm just this saying. This Broncos defense, as yeah. we've seen, can be pretty salty. I just, yeah, I just I – mean, well, we'll get into Kansas City tomorrow, but I, I just – I don't think the problems that they – I think, like I say, to me, if – I think if running the football, that's going to be the recipe for this this team. I think that Cooper Rush could play in a game where if you could run the football and play the waggle, the boot, and throw like they do, I think he could play that way. That's fair. This team lost a lot of games in 2015 with backup quarterbacks. Okay, so. let me that ask. came in Brandon and kind of solved Whedon all that. Yeah. Or Ezekiel. Oh, they, no, but they drafted Asshole. they drafted Ezekiel Elliott to play with Tony Romo. Right. That tells you something right there. What do you so? What do you think? I'm just arguing the other point, guys, because I just I, <laughs> I know want, I know you know what I'm. What doing. What do you think Kansas City's defense will do? No Zeke, McFadden, Morris, Smith. How does How does Kansas City play? I got to watch Kansas City today. I'm no, not, I'm, I'm not their saying corners? Oh, we got uh, Mitchell. How, are they going to worry about stopping the run, or are they going to worry about stopping Dak? I think they're going to worry about stopping Dak. Yeah. I think they're going to they're going to try and, and keep him in the pocket and make him make throws. I think that's what Denver did. And the think guy. and think that they can control these running backs with right. a four, five, six man, seven yeah. man front. Yeah, yeah I yeah. see. Not yeah. overload the box. Justin Houston having quite the day. Do you? Yeah. Huh. If, if I don't know, you know, as we're seeing right now, a lot can change. Yeah. By Sunday. No, but see, here's the deal. What they're thinking is keep him in the pocket, make him throw. I, I'll absorb whatever Morris or McFadden give me because they ain't Zeke. Right. They ain't going 72 yards for a touchdown. Right. They're not getting four. But and I don't want yeah. Dak thrown over the top and hitting Dez or w- Williams or Butler for See, but, 70 yard touchdown pass. But how many times we've we seen him throw over the top? Well, you if if they play it that depending on how they play it. Sure. I'll be interested to see. I think the ball, I think cuz I think they're going to say Dak beat us. Yeah, by keeping him in the pocket. We're not going to worry about the running game. Denver's plan. Watch Denver's plan here. Where and I think that'll be indicative of what comes up in six games, everybody's going to go to school on it, right? So how is Denver's plan different than the other teams that saw that and didn't weren't able to do it? What the do you blueprint. mean? Blueprint. Yeah, what Better personnel. Does Kansas City have the personnel to do they it? They could cover. I think they can, they give up first downs. I said, but I mean, I think they can cover. Marcus Peters is pretty. Peters, dang yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitchell. I mean, I don't think. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think Kansas <laughs> City. Now, Kansas City isn't as fierce as Kansas City once was back in the day. But I, 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 I fear their offense. And again, I'm going to sit down and look at their defense. But their offense, it's a, a combination of college guys and, or college scheme and pro scheme together. And the quarterback doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You got to make him hold the ball. That's the one thing. Watching the Raiders play him, they make him hold the ball, make him have to double clutch some stuff, make him have to move a little bit. That's where you, that's where this thing is going to, you know, can you can you affect him that way? You know, this is the best offensive line the Cowboys are going to face so far. That I that this is this will be the best one. If if Kareem Hunt runs for 140 or 150 yards, Cowboys ain't going to win. Yeah. That that's going to be their recipe. Because then that, if he's running, then Alex Smith doesn't Alex have Smith to doesn't hold have the to, ball. Yeah, exactly. Last night was the first time all year he had less than 100 yards from scrimmage. He had set an NFL record Hunt? to start a career. Yeah, yeah, with a streak of games. They move him all over the place. They put him out wide. He got 21 against the Steelers. I thought he got 21. See, he wasn't motivated because he knew was Zeke wasn't coming yards? up from yeah, behind. Yeah, might have been combined. Yeah, 100. yeah. It was an Elias stat last night. Oh, no, I believe it. He's been dominant. He's been dominant. you got to find a way to stop him. He's not worried about Zeke catching him anymore. But, yeah, Alex Smith doesn't turn the ball over. None. So, it's, it's going to be a challenge. 
Yeah. No doubt about it. It shows this whole Zeke thing shows you just how it's a reminder of how difficult it is to win games in this league. When you win 13 games in a season, how hard that is to get to that point to have well, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Because now you see what the situation they're in right now. Yeah, and when you play teams. You know, last night we I saw a ton of tweets that were like, this isn't the same Broncos team that faced the Cowboys in week two. No, it's not. No. And the Packers, if you faced them this weekend, wouldn't be the same Packers you saw on October 8th. Yeah. I mean, these teams are changing consistently. You saw the Cowboy- Cardinals again. Cowboys. They have Adrian Peterson now. Right, yeah. right. You know, there's just so many different things that happen in a season in week by week. No, the teams that are playing the Cowboys yeah. now are not going to see Ezekiel. So did Jerry give us any clues? You listened to Jerry? Yeah. Any clues on who's the lead running back? He said Darren McFadden will be a big role. Yeah. He just said big role. He really he said did. all three would be involved. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what do you yeah. think? Where are we going? I think Mickey's analogy, Mickey's uh, theory from week two is uh, in play. Accurate. Here. Yeah. I think Mickey's theory is in, in play. Going to find out. Yeah. We'll find out tomorrow when they, when they line them up. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, Alfred Morris has shown us flashes, obviously, in the Rams game with the 70-yard run. Yeah, but let me ask you guys a question, and if we go around the room, from what you've seen so far from the backs, who would you play as your primary back? I mean, I know we, and then you haven't seen anything from McFadden, so that's really not fair, so he's probably, okay, if you had to play, if you had to play Morris or Smith, who would you play as your starter? What was the news that Smith? I, I'm just not sure. I want to give him twenty some carries. See, this is the this is what's going to happen, because th- you have to really think about this as a six game season if you're going to play that way, because mm-hmm. he's not going to finish out the season. It's not like you've lost Ezekiel Elliott to right. injury. Right. You need him. To, see, the thing about Alfred Morris, he's made it through complete seasons. The yeah. thing about Darren McFadden, he's made it through a complete season. See, but you never have hand. You know, Rod Smith has never been a guy that you've handed the yeah, football to. Yeah, it's the unknown there. But why, yeah. why, why does it have to be one guy? Why can't it be all three? Why can't you? Because this team has proven that they lean on one guy. Yeah, they didn't. The running back by committee, Rob, that you were yeah. suggesting, I get it. Well, how that would was you what do they it? tried to do in the 2015 seasons. How would you do it? You like, could, how would you divide I mean, up the carries? You could make McFadden your third down back and, and yeah. split the first and second down work between the other two. I think for the offensive line's sake, I think that's why they ride one guy. I mean, Nick Fadden didn't get rolling in 2015 to Tay's point until he became the guy, and he he kind of got in a rhythm. I just I, the Rod Smith thing to me, he's the X factor because I don't other than preseason. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a regular season track record, but he sure looks like a good running back. That's what I'm saying. Who so even behind a even behind the backup offensive line, he looked like he was he was he was physical, physical finishing. Yeah. Tough. You're gonna. This is your. Could you use Rod Smith for six games? Could you just make it a six-game season with him being your primary back? From what you've seen, block, catch, run. I would. I would. I would not make that decision until I saw him get about five or ten carries in a game, because I want to see how he reacts to a workload. Now we saw it in what. Yeah, preseason? Five, no, That's, he saw five carries, five carries in, but forty-five yards. Four, four, that game was over. Yeah, but right, but yeah, and backup linemen in their playing. Yeah. You're talking about like what Zeke did the other day. You're getting the ball thirty times, and you're going to have to salt away the game at the end, and hold on to it, right, and be that guy. Are you overexposing him? I don't. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, That's why I, I hate, I hate to not to, answer your question, guy. Just we don't. We haven't seen it. I think you, know. you have to tippy toe in and see what you got. 
I don't think there's any time to be tippy toeing in. No, I mean six, ten carries. Yeah, and then if those go well, fifteen carries. You know what? This okay, is... I'm. I'm in. You know what? I was. I was touting him all preseason. Go for I'm, it, Rob. I'm, I'm in for forty-five. Good. Put Rod in the game. Let's. let's see. Oh, I thought you meant forty-five carries. Yeah, forty-five <laughs> carries for number forty-five. Why not? Why not? See, forty-five he is Rod ball, Smith, he, running back from Ohio State. He, oh, I got lazy. Yeah. right. Me and Brian. Yeah. Are lazy. If he, if he, if Sorry, he carries the ball forty-five. Oh, times, they're winning. You're going to win that game. You're going to win. Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got. I'm ready to feed Rod Smith. You guys, fed his, <laughs> you guys fed his brother, and you didn't know what was going to go on there. Yeah, and that was. I know, I know. You can say, but sometimes you have to throw these guys in the deep end. I mean, look at Dak Prescott. Yeah. Okay, so and <laughs> Dak and Rod are the same. All, on top of all this, why did they keep McFadden? Oh no, you're right, Mickey. I'm oh, just, this is the. I'm only, just trying to. I'm just trying to do good it, radio right now. It is totally happening right there. I mean, no, you're you're not wrong. It, I mean, they. You've kept been him. on the sideline. They kept us. him inactive for seven games. Yeah. Well, why would you keep him? They did why it last does year too. Jerry Jones right? walk up to him every pregame and just have <laughs> a little side conversation with him. Yeah, stay ready. Exactly. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> was he mic'd? Yeah. I don't know. But isn't it odd though that okay, he's he is my lead back if something happens to Zeke, but. In the meantime, just sit down for seven games. Sometimes you can say, let's, you know, my backup's going to, you know, unless maybe he plays a quarter, you know, I'm, I'm going to take that chance, but I'm not handing him the ball 25 times. Keep the know. other guy fresh. You'll be like a wild horse in the corral, just trying to bust out. Okay. Now you're going to yeah. open up the gate. Yeah. I think, I think it is very fair. Darren McFadden still being here is why I think that the team waited a couple more weeks, when even when Tony Romo was healthy, to see if Dak Prescott was the real deal. Yeah, get ready for that you trade. Have, it. <laughs> yeah, right. All of a sudden, this is Get ready for that trade Guys, 250. How psycho would it be if the trade happens to Marco Murray's here as a Dallas Cowboy? Tony really Romo player. is in the broadcast booth. <laughs> yeah, there you Jason go. Witten's still playing for the Cowboys because he will forever. Yeah. And that is what's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah. I'll tell you We what. need to be able to run the football. Yeah. I know, Coach. Yeah. I know. He's right. So I think the locker room will be very interesting today at 4 p.m. Oh, yes. What's, what's DeMarco Murray worth? I'll tell you what, though. No, I mean. Would he be worth it? Compensation. Would you, I'll, I'll look over for would you. you for, no, no. I mean, what would you, if you had to do a trade? I just want to see give what would you, would you, would you, I ain't worried about his contract. Would you give up a six-round pick? You said fourth. Did I say fourth? Yup. <laughs> no, I yeah, I'd give, up, I'd give up a six. Would you give up a six? Yeah. Would you rent him for six games? You rent him for six games is what you're doing, right? Yeah. Six. Why would you? You have all you say over and over again. You have all this faith in these running backs. You keep McFadden on ice for Who, months. Me? No, the team. Oh, the team. And then you. Oh, now we got to go trade for somebody because we got to do an hour show daily, Rob. No, I'm, no, no I'm, it's it's out there on Twitter it's right out now. There. That's yeah, what no, they yeah. might he asked me what it was worth. I didn't say I. I mean, no, six. Well, well, Rob, fair point. Okay, Demarco Murray, Darren McFadden. Now your new strong duo. You got Rod Smith to come in there. Buy Morris. Ooh, buy Morris. No. <laughs> I'm just saying there. Yeah, somebody, somebody would have to go at some point. Just right? when you think yeah. he's the only player, he's the only player that likes me. I mean, we need to keep him around. <laughs> Says no. hi all the time. He does. He comes by and steals out of the candy jar. I'm kind of like, hey, Alfred, how's it going? We should have him on the Hooper show. Cooper Rush does that too, and you never give him the props. Yeah, uh, I never. Helen Moore was nice to you. No, he really wasn't. <laughs> really, there's nobody's ever nice to me, Tay. You know better than that. Uh, Nick Hayden is the only one. Oh, he yeah. hated me. Oh my gosh. Really? Nick Hayden, yes. Wow. Yes, they all hate me. I'm just saying, you know, anytime that you think you know what's going to happen here, 
Yeah. You really don't. <laughs> okay, we're running out of time. I was going to ask this. Why is everybody so up in arm that Ajayi went to the Eagles? Because now their run game is solid. Yeah, is the it? rich gets yeah. richer. Well, they have they Did have I say that right. They have problems in you know actually the running back, and I need to watch them a little more. We're going to do it here, but Smallwood. But they have they've had some problems with their pass protection with their backs. So Ajayi can be a more every down player for them, run block catch guy. So they were looking for somebody. That could it doesn't get Carson Wentz killed. Does he have an expiring contract too? He has a year contract with them, and they thought what I heard is that the a way year. They, what does that mean? A year like, left. This year just, or next year? Just this year, actually. Yeah. Oh, I thought a year left. No, I think it's only this year because My bad. Um, He's, this is his third year, so he should be restricted then. Yeah, right? this is it. And then they were saying, you know, when he had those two hundred yard games last year, it was there were some different things that they think they can kind of light a fire underneath. Yeah. So what about this year? He hadn't really done much. Well, he was complaining about the amount of carries he was getting from Adam Gase. 138 over, are they seven or eight games? They're seven because they didn't have the first week. So he's getting 20 carries a game. He's yeah. back, Mick. Is he? Yeah. He is four, a good Four sixty-five. He's good. No, They're seven and one. He, That's why people were up in arms. He had a he had a condition. A, the knee thing was a condition coming out of Boise. That was what a lot of teams turned away from. In twenty fifteen, when he only played nine games. Yeah, yeah. He had he had a knee problem. So Mickey's just <laughs> that, he's bring him here. on. No, he's from here, isn't he? <laughs> he is from here. Yes. Bring him on. Out so here. what? A giant Rockwell or uh, I know he's a, I know he's a Jai's local guy. London. Yeah. yeah. He moved from London to Texas? But he's from yeah. Frisco. Yeah. Frisco, yeah, he, that's what here. I thought. He's a local that's why guy. So, yeah, wasn't he at Dallas Day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a local guy. But he had a knee. Frisco. They have the best fish and, fish and chips. Uh, yeah, when they went to London. That guy's not getting another London game. That's all Only I Andrew hate. and Peterson. Speaking of that, London's coming out here pretty soon. The 20, London game right, for next 20 year. 20 carries a game. That's, that's nothing win. to sneeze at, is it? I think it's in the next couple weeks. No touchdowns either, by the way. Sorry, guys. Well, this was an interesting show here <laughs> on Halloween Tuesday. You want to keep scary. going? It was scary. It was frightening. Are you going trick-or-treating? Happy birthday, Mom. Trick-or-treating? Happy birthday, yeah, that's Rob. That's the best Mom. thing that came out. Yeah, happy Are you trick-or-treating? No, but Cover 4 is dressing up. I'll see you there. Yes. Go to Mickey. I'm going to put a pumpkin. Thank you guys pump- for watching. Put your today. Marinelli we'll suit back. Same time tomorrow. With a pumpkin head. Bye.